Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to Your Life Choices podcast. I'm joined today by the publisher of Your Life Choices, Leon Della Bosca, who's just recently returned from the Northern Territory and a very special trip. Welcome, Leon. Hey, John. How are you? I'm very, very well indeed. And uh, your trip to the Northern Territory was much more extensive and much more in-depth than mine. But certainly we both had the same result, and that is I felt much more connected to this country and understanding a little bit more of our First Nations people. Along with the chat today with you, we're going to be speaking to the CEO of Voyages Indigenous Tourism Australia, Matt Cameron-Smith. And and were you up there with Matt? Yeah, I was up there with Matt. Recently, I was lucky enough to see or witness the world premiere of Wintery Waroo, which we'll uh, have a bit of a chat about today. Wintery, is it? Wintery Waroo, yeah. What does that actually mean, that word? Those words? Uh, it, I think it translates to beautiful view out to the horizon in the local language, which is Pitjantjatjara. Pigeon Jarrah, yep. yeah. Pigeon Jarrah, yeah. yeah. Look, recently we spoke with, with Matt, as I said, and uh, I spoke to him. So let's uh, bring Matt online now and get some more information from him. Hi, Matt. Hi, you, Matt. Hey, John. How are you? I am very, very well. Now, let me ask you first of all the Voyagers story. Uh, sure, John. So we operate in, in two very important, very uh, uh, globally important footprints. One is in Uluru, which of course is a World Heritage UNESCO site and a, a very uh, sacred part of Australia, ultimately the, the cultural beating heart of Australia. Yep. And also in Mosman Gorge, which is up in beautiful tropical North Queensland, uh, oh. the gateway there to the Mosman Gorge uh, rainforest. We operate a range of cultural walks. There's a gallery and, and cafe there. But certainly our biggest footprint. Where would the entry point for that be? Like where would you fly into to get to that? So I would say Cairns, uh, then drive north. Uh, so almost to Port Douglas, and you're at Mossman. Right, got it. Uh, come in there a little little way, and we're on the the, the very gateway to the uh, the national park there. So they're the two main areas that you uh, promote. That's correct. So Ezra Resort and, and the Township of Villara, of course, being the larger. How long have Voyagers been going? Uh, we've been operating there for just on eleven years when the Indigenous Land and Sea Corporation purchased Ezra Resort. Uh, which is comprised of five hotels, caravan and campground, and then we have the, the town square and the airport and the, the facilities such as the, the Shell service station. So it's, a, uh, I guess, for, for want of a better term, it's the township of Yalara. Right. Uh, and Ayers Rock Resort nestles um, in that township. How do you promote your tours? So a range of ways, uh, certainly through our trade partners, both domestically and globally, uh, and to um, a database of travellers. But primarily, you know, we are a, what I'd call a profit-for-purpose business mm-hmm. where all the profits go back into the business. We're owned by the Indigenous Land and Sea Corporation and we're very aligned in terms of values around Indigenous employment, education. So we run the National Indigenous Training Academy, which is the largest of its kind, and that offers young Indigenous people the opportunity to complete a certificate three or four, which is nationally recognised, in hospitality, horticultural, retail. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, we have the training cafe, Kalata, which is where they learn their, to hone their, their skills. And we also have just launched our, our, our new experience, which we're very proud of, called Winjiri Wiru, which uh, loosely translates in Pitanjara, which is the language of the Ananu, uh, to beautiful view to a horizon. Oh. And whereabouts is this? So Winjiri Wiru is on a sand dune just outside of the resort, uh, a short 10-minute drive. We built this amazing floating platform uh, which holds 130 people. Die cut Corten steel featuring Christine Brumby's artwork, and Christine's a famous artist out of Maracu Arts, which is near the Mutajulu community. Uh, and from that platform, we had this incredible storytelling experience, and we're, 
we're telling the story uh, of, of the Mala, which is uh, an ancient story around Uluru, belongs to the Anunu. And uh, this is a story as old as time itself, but told in a very contemporary way. So we have the world's largest ongoing drone show paired with uh, laser lights oh. and, uh, and a commentary from the Anunu themselves. So it's been a two-year journey of consultation to build this experience and to get the story right. So it's very much been developed in line with the community and in lockstep with the community. I'm going to uh, be mentioning this a few times, Matt, but uh, folks, you've just got to get to voyages.com.au. One word, voyages.com.au. Take a look there at uh, these wonderful stories, the wonderful experiences, the vision, um, how the foundation came about. And, uh, you know, Matt, you can look at these websites. You can have a look at the videos you've got but my gosh I was so touched by hearing the stories from allowing to be on country with uh, the owners of these lands when I did my tour up there and this wasn't through you I paid for it myself it was totally separate to that and I was I came back a very very different person um, getting out of my white bread um, Melbourne lifestyle and actually seeing what was going on up there. It, you just you have to go, you have to see it, you have to feel it, you have to listen to their stories to really understand. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I think what, what it really does uh, is it showcases the beauty and the diversity of Indigenous culture. And it, it is a storytelling culture. These stories are uh, are very sacred uh, to the Anunu, and, and in fact, right through the territory. You know, there's, yeah. the territory really is is sport for choice in terms of natural and cultural beauty, and it just showcases how different the cultures are, not not the same. And I think that's the beauty of it all. It's the world's oldest continuing culture, and they've opened up and and are sharing these stories with the world, which I think is a beautiful thing. I don't think there's anybody quite like your outfit, is there? Nothing probably of the same scale, although you know there there are some. You know, really outstanding uh, Indigenous experiences all over Australia uh, that are, you know, doing amazing, amazing work. Uh, I, I think the difference between um, voyages is probably where we operate, and that that is on the, the sacred lands of Uluru. And that's um, we're very honoured to be there, and very mindful that we must, uh, you know, walk properly, John. I think it's it's about being respectful and, and listening, and and just breathing in that wisdom of, of the traditional owners. I have uh, some friends in the US who are wanting to come to Australia and they're very interested in uh, going bush. What would be your recommendation for some folks who are coming over and wanted to spend five days somewhere doing one of your tours? If you want to have someone show you around, and I think it's a really important way to explore country is to have a qualified guide with you. The, the two companies I'd probably recommend for escorted touring would be AAT King's and inspiring journeys, and they're um, one and the same in terms of the businesses. And the other would be Outback Spirit. So, you know, with with those businesses, you get a guide, you get uh, a package in terms of accommodation and touring uh, put together. So that's a fantastic way to do it. If you're on your own and you want to really build an itinerary around Central Australia, then I would recommend probably three nights in Uluru uh, at Ayers Rock Resort, uh, taking in certainly the field of light. Uh, the Sounds of Science dining experience, maybe Taliwuru if you want a little treat. It's our private June top dining experience. And certainly Wiru, the new sound and light storytelling experience. But I really wouldn't miss a trip to Kings Canyon either. Mm. Up the road, as we call it, three mm. hours drive. Yeah. Um, an extraordinary natural masterpiece, Kings Canyon. Describe it to me. So it's, it's 
arguably the size of, of the Grand Canyon, but, but naturally formed, of course. Uh, it's, it has a rim walk, which you do at sunrise, which is just spectacular. About a two-hour experience in total. Uh, just remarkable natural uh, gorge there in Kings Canyon. And the, the resort there, Kings Canyon Resort, the owners have just spent $20 million on a refurb, so it looks fantastic. And they've also installed another Bruce Munro light exhibit. So we have the Field of Light, which is by Bruce Munro, a famous UK light artist, and they put in the Towers of Light. So you could, you could argue we're lighting up Central Australia with Winjiri Wiru, uh, Sounds of Silence, Field of Light, and, uh, and the Towers of Light. I've got to say that for all of the beauty and the magnificence of, of what you see is one side. But for me, the things that really touched me, Matt, were listening to the stories of our guides. We had both young, older uh, guides as well, but the people from, from that country talking about themselves growing up there, what their grandparents did and, and some of the, the, the funny parts about it. And you know, some of them were you know, more humorous than others, um, but yeah. but the the feel that one got, uh, I felt a stranger in my own land, and a lot of people mightn't interpret that correctly. But what I'm saying is, I just I just know a, a little bit of of what is going on. But to go there, feel it, touch it, hear the stories, that's what we should all be doing. John, I, I could not agree more, and I think that's you know, you come to a place like Uluru and we'd certainly encourage you to do one of the local tours. You know, the, the, the Mala Walk, which is the base of Uluru, mm. is just a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. I think the other one I'd always recommend is called Valley of the Winds, which is out at Katajuda, uh, a, a remarkable walk uh, with incredible history. Don't be frightened by the walks, folks, because um, there are walks for those who aren't able as able and there's those who are very able so there's something for everybody something for everybody but don't be frightened of going because it's something you you, you got to put on your bucket list you know you've been to the Arc de Triomphe you've seen the changing of the guard but goodness sake go and go and have a look at this because you will not be the same on return you will and I knew when I was going that I'd come back a different person because fortunately the person I was going with my partner told me that, you know, you won't be the same, and, and she was right. Um, and uh, I, Very true. And, and, you know, we hear that a lot, John. You know, it's, there's, a, there's a power. There uh, is. Almost like a, a magnetism around the rock. Totally. Uh, that, that is felt and revered by, by the local people and also by people who visit there. You know, they, you watch people go and touch it and just want to feel it, and you twice, depending on the light, the sun, the clouds. Uh, it's, it's quite something to marvel at, I've got to say. Matt, thank you so much indeed for your time today. We do appreciate it, and I hope that we'll get to maybe speak to one of your tour guides one day. I'd love to love to have a chat with them. Terrific, John. And they're certainly ready to welcome uh, more guests to, uh, to Uluru, and we look forward to that day. Well, Leon, fascinating talk with Matt. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he knows the place back to front, and the thing that really impressed me about Matt and the Voyager's operation itself is how in tune with the Ananu that, that the, this group really is. Um, and I think Matt touched on it quite a bit when I was up there is that they're doing things with the people, not sort of just going in there and trying to change things or, or, or create these experiences and then getting approval. It's working with the people to really find, I suppose, the soul and the, and the, the spiritual aspect of the place. Tell me about the meeting you had with some of the elders. Well, when I was invited to the world premiere of the Winchiriruru, which was an amazing experience, the first thing I thought was, 
a thousand drones floating above Uluru. What's that going to be like? How is that going to fit in with what I imagined? Because I'd never been before this quiet, beautiful place where you you go there to be in touch with that landscape and to learn about the people. Now, when I went, one of the things we did is we we saw the show again, absolutely phenomenal. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I was lucky to be put in a room with a few other writers, with uh, the elders of the Ananu elders. Uh, and the steering committee, the group that worked very closely with Voyagers on the creation of this insane light show and drone show. And I was brought to tears, as were many of the writers in the room. When we were asking, we all had, I think, similar sort of, um, uh, again, concerns. How are they benefiting from it? Mm. How did they receive it? Is this what they re- is this what they want? And uh, one of the stories from one of the women, I think her name was Denise, she was talking about how when she was younger, her grandmother used to sing her the songs and the song, the, the Marla story and the songs, that part of their song line, the part of the story that the Ananu can tell before it's handed over to the next people down the line on the mm. songs. And she used to sing the songs and she used to tell the stories and she would be weaving and teaching her to weave and she would, the grandmother would be singing the songs and her grandmother would be doing the dishes or doing the laundry, cooking the food, and she'd be singing the songs. And that was how she was raised, uh, I think her name was Denise, uh, learning the songs through her, her elders, through her, her grandmother. And, and that, grandmother was all, that died. was the way it was all passed down. That's right. That's how it's all passed down, right? And this is the thing that I really loved about this winter is – Look, when she was sitting there watching this world premiere, watching these these beautiful light show in the sky and hearing the voices telling the story and the songs in the Inma and the, the lights, but she could hear her grandmother's voice when she was watching this show, the, the Winter Riveru show. And I think that she could hear her ancestors talking to her it's and telling her these stories. Experience. And that brought it home for me. That was like when we were kids, John, and, and, and a lot of the audience, when we went to museums, You'd see a meteor in a glass jar or a stuffed animal in in a glass cabinet and it taught you about what was happening back then, these things. It might be it's extinct or whatever. And you sort of go, that's how we learnt these things. It was fascinating to see these things in a museum. Nowadays kids go to a museum, it's all screens. It's all interactive. It's all very digital, right? And it's kind of, I, I suppose I'm bringing it back to this, an analogy for how these stories are now being told these days is the elders are going to be singing the songs to the to the younger ones. They're going to be drawing the stories with sticks in the sand, as they still do, which I was lucky to see that happening there as well, the, the, you know, how they told the stories tens of thousands of years ago to how they're telling the stories now through drones and lights in the sky. And I think that was, that was the really cool thing about, you know, seeing how all of this worked. They're very happy that the stories aren't going to be lost, mm-hmm. that their younger generations are going to engage with the stories in a different way. You paint a absolutely sensational uh, portrait of what happened up there, and I'm guessing that we probably stimulate a lot of our listeners to to want to explore it further. How can they learn more? How can they book a tour? Well, I mean, you can book it through Voyages. You, uh, the, the resort's just around the corner. You can book it before you leave. But basically, what it is is you go there. There's this beautiful plat floating platform, which is kind of a work of art unto itself. And as you heard Matt say. Um, built with the utmost of care for the environment. Uh, the artwork through all through there by Christine is fantastic. It's a beautiful floating stage. You sit, you have 
drinks and, and a dinner, little picnic canapes and things like that for an hour before the show. You watch the sunset on Uluru, which is a, an amazing experience unto itself. And then you watch the show. There's two shows a night. The first show is with dinner and drinks, endless drinks, and then the show. And then the second show is just the show itself with, I think, some drinks. So people can go to Ayers Rock Resort, one word, ayersrockresort.com.au. And they can book the tours through there. And that's just one of the tours that Voyage is a part of as well. So, Well, as a publisher and also travel writer for Your Life Choices, you've seen some amazing things in your time. How would that rate? Honestly, flying over the Red Centre is... It's it's mind-boggling. I mean, flying over Lake Eyre, I, I, there was a point where my head was just stuck to the window of my seat. Here's a tip. Sit on the left-hand side of the plane when you're going over there's there. A tip. Yep. There's the best views, okay? You see the rock coming in, but Lake Eyre, oh, just an amazing scene. And I would put it up there. Oh, I reckon it's right near the top, if not at the top. Well, I think you said it all when you said completely changed because, as I mentioned earlier, it was something that certainly changed my life. So if you want to know more about all of this, the place to go is Ayers Rock Resort, one word, ayersrockresort.com.au. Thank you so much for being part of this Your Life Choices special podcast with our two guests today. We do thank them both for spending time and we ask you to join us on Your Life Choices next time for our podcast. We're Australia's largest online resource for seniors and why not suggest to others that they join the Your Life Choices family as well. I'm your host, John Deeks, and on behalf of all the Your Life Choices team, be well, be happy, and we'll see you next time. Listener.